welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, October the 21st. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, my friends, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's life. I wish you God's goodness today. Thank you for being present with me as we look to the readings for this coming weekend, the 30th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Uh, again, as I mentioned last week, we are, are getting close Gosh, I'll bet it's only about four weeks out where we are going to celebrate the Feast of Christ the King, which ends our year, our liturgical year, and then we begin again with Advent. And so those readings are going to start showing themselves this way, that way. But but this week, actually, we are going to continue the theme we started last week, right? Remember it? Prayer. That idea of prayer. Now, this will kind of stand on the shoulders of that. And it's going to talk about, and and again, inviting us, how do we pray? And and what does that prayer, where does that lead us? So it, it continues mining that mystery that we talked about last week, that is prayer. Uh, so for those of you who are uh, going to follow along because you like to read things uh, rather than just hear them auditorily, auditorily, yeah, I think that's a word, um, we're going to start with Sirach. Now, that'll be our Old Testament reading, so that'll be our first reading. Sirach, chapter 35, verses 12 to 14, and verses 16 to 18. So Sirach, 35, 12 to 14, 16 to 18. And then for the gospel, we're going to pick up exactly where we left off last week. Now, you may recall that last week Jesus told us that parable of the judge and the widow, right? And the widow asking for justice and wearing the judge down. So that was Luke chapter 18, verses 1 to 8. Today we're going to pick up with Luke chapter 18, verse 9, 9 to 14. So we'll follow right on the heels of that, and Jesus will tell us another parable, okay, about prayer, but about us. Really, that's how how good this gets. So as always, my friends, uh, before we even begin, just invite that spirit into this hearing. And, and Lord, open us, help us uh, to, to become women and men of, of prayer and of humility, which will be one of our themes, certainly this week. And, uh, and I invite you, as always, look for a word, a phrase, an idea where God will meet you today in the midst of his word, okay? So with that, my friends, let us break open God's word, uh, starting with Sirach. A reading from the book of the prophet Sirach. The Lord is a God of justice, who knows no favorites. Though not unduly partial toward the weak, yet he hears the cry of the oppressed. The Lord is not deaf to the wail of the orphan, nor to the widow when she pours out her complaint. The one who serves God willingly is heard. Their petition reaches the heavens. The prayer of the lowly pierces the clouds. It does not rest till it reaches its goal, nor will it withdraw till the Most High responds, judges justly, and affirms the right, and the Lord will not delay. My friends, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And now let us open our 
ourselves to the gospel. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus addressed this parable to those who were convinced of their own righteousness and despised everyone else. Two people went up to the temple area to pray. One was a Pharisee, and the other was a tax collector. The Pharisee took up his position and spoke thus, this prayer to himself. O God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of humanity, greedy, dishonest, adulterous, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I pay tithes on my whole income. But the tax collector stood off at a distance, and would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast and prayed, O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, the latter went home justified, not the former. For whoever exalts themselves will be humbled, but the one who humbles themselves will be exalted. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So I know, I don't know about you, but I know about me. And when I heard particularly that first reading from Sirach, I I started singing that psalm in my head. The Lord hears the cry of the poor. Blessed be the Lord. Did you hear that one too? I hope you heard it better than what I just did right there. But that's Psalm 34, right? That idea that God, in the words of John Paul II, has a preferential option for the poor. That God, in a sense, the apple of God's eye is the poor. Now, while that is, I believe, true, I am not going to underscore that. I'm not going to underscore the psalm. I'm not going to underscore Pope John Paul II. But I think it's important that we hear these first words out of Sirach. Because I I think we need to, to grasp onto them. And it says this, The Lord is a God of justice who knows no favorites. Though not unduly partial toward the weak, yet God hears the cry of the oppressed. Though not unduly partial toward the weak. Now, it brings to mind that for those of you who are Roseanne fans out there, there is a scene in one of the shows where Roseanne decides she is going to go and, uh, and teach her middle schooler's class, or middle schooler's Darlene. So she's going to go to class and teach, uh, you know, Darlene's class. And Darlene is, of course, apoplectic and goes to mom and says, Mom, there's no way. You cannot do this. And Roseanne looks at, at Darlene and says, Sweetie, are you embarrassed of your mother? And Darlene says, Oh, no, Mom. I'm equally embarrassed of Dad. (laughs) I thought, that's it. That's it. That's our God right there. Only the exact opposite. (laughs) God is equally proud of the poor and the oppressed 
as well as the rich. In the words of Willy Wonka, take that, scratch it, reverse it, and there we have it, right? Right? In, in the, you know, the wisdom of Roseanne and Willy Wonka, that is the, the essence of this, of this pod today. Um, God is equally proud. He is not unduly partial toward one or the other. And so we say to ourselves, uh, you know, oh, you know, God, God cares for that. He does not care for these people. That's what we do. That's what we do. And then Jesus goes on to show a parable about how that's what we do. But what God does is he looks beyond the outer, and that's where we get caught up. God looks into the heart. The Lord is not deaf to the wail of the orphan, because the wail of the orphan, brothers and sisters, is not a mask. It is not a show. It comes from a place of true mourning and weeping and and fear and hurt. Uh, Nor is God uh, deaf to the widow who pours out her complaint. Why? Because she has no voice. She has no voice in that society. Only do you know whose voice? Who, who, who her voice has, has the ear of? Can I use it that way? Even ending with a preposition. It has the ear of God. This woman whose voice doesn't even carry with any of her neighbors, any of the people on her own street, it, it holds the, the ear of God. God, and, and, I, and maybe this is the, is the key to Sirach, and then I'm going to go to the parable. The one who serves God willingly is heard. Their petition reaches the heavens. The one who serves God willingly, not out of duty, not out of uh, you know, I've got to, to do it to maintain my face in the crowd. I've got to do it uh, to, to keep up this whole mask of, of self-righteousness. Whatever it is, the, the one who serves God willingly, that petition reaches the heavens. That voice is heard. That one holds the ear of God. It doesn't matter where it comes from, brothers and sisters. And, and that, I think, you know, is, is I, again, I don't think this is, is God's issue at all. I don't think God gets caught up in rich and poor, but I think we do. You know, and I think for whatever reason, we, and maybe there's just a human construct. Maybe you're just learning more about Joe than, uh, than, um, than, than you are. Um, maybe the idea is this. That as human beings, we love to categorize. We love to put people in here or there. Maybe it's a Western thing as opposed to an Eastern. We are, we're a dualistic type. I, I don't know the answer to that. It's, it's above my pay grade and it's beyond me. But um, this first person, right? Quote, unquote, praying to God. Two people went up to the temple area to pray. That was their intent. One a Pharisee, of course, who were the, the righteous of the day, and a tax collector who were, the, in a sense, the lowest of the low, right? Jesus is comparing polar opposites. We all know that. That's the power of the parable. And the Pharisee took up their position and spoke 
this prayer to himself. Right? Spoke this prayer to himself. Remember, the one who serves God willingly is heard. Their petition reaches the heavens. But the one who speaks their prayer to themselves, do you know where that one is heard? By ourselves. Because, in a sense, this person became their own echo chamber. This person was merely congratulating themselves. That was their quote-unquote prayer. And here's what it sounded like. Oh God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of humanity. He's divided humanity already into me and people like me who are good, who are just, who are right, who are are fit to, to speak to God and enter into God's presence and those other who aren't. Okay, so let's categorize. Who are, who are the ones who are not? The greedy, the dishonest, the adulterous, even that tax collector over there. The rest of humanity. That sounds like the small, the, the, the infantile, in, in, infant, okay, forget it. I'm not even going to try to say that. This very small <laughs> subculture is going to make it in, and the rest of humanity, the multitudes, are not going to. Oh, gosh, I'm just going to try to get that word. Infinitesimal? Oh, yeah, yeah you, you're going to have to email me and say, Joe, you meatball, this is the word. I, I can't. <laughs> I'm kind of embarrassed right now. Um, so, yeah, that's the deal. That's the deal. The rest of humanity isn't going to make it, but look at me. Boy, I'm so proud of what I have accomplished. As opposed, of course, to the, to the tax collector who would not even raise their eyes to heaven but beat their breast and prayed, oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I know who I am, and I know who I'm not. That's the wail, right, of the orphan. That's the, the cry of the widow. That's someone who knows who they are and has no energy right now for masks anymore, who doesn't need them, who doesn't desire them, because I just want to be honest not only with God, but with myself. This is who I am. Now, here's the deal, and we need to know this. The things that the Pharisee is doing are not bad. Oh, God, I thank you that I'm not like the rest of men. Okay, that's awful. That's awful, you know. But he, he fasts twice a week, pays tithes on his income. That, those are not bad things. God is not saying, I, 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 don't, I don't desire this. I think he desires that. That's great if they bring a heart with it, if they're not just talking about themselves or reflecting or looking at themselves in the mirror, speaking to themselves in their own echo chamber, saying, look how good I am, as opposed to everybody else out there. Whereas the tax collector brought nothing. You know what he did bring? Probably a lot of sin. Probably a lot of poor choices. Probably a lot of, of people that, that this tax collector hurt. Okay? This this. Pharisee brings some some truly good acts, whereas the other, the tax collector, does not. But the tax collector brings a heart open to that meeting, open to meeting our God and saying, I know I can't stay in that place, and I know I, um, I don't have the wherewithal to do that. Lord, be merciful to me. Be gracious to me. Give me a new start. See me and love me here. Brothers and sisters, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is 
in our um, light. I, I think I know what it is in mine, but I don't know that I can take this small sample size and paint humanity with it. I, for whatever reason in my life, and I'm not trying to make this a confessional, I'm just trying to be honest, and maybe this will help somebody out there. But in my life, there are those voices that keep saying, you're not good enough. And and so when I make a statement or when I, I try to do something and somebody challenges that, it, I, I, don't, I don't, the challenge is not the issue, nor is the person the issue. The issue is all of a sudden I feel like I'm no good because those voices that I'm hearing in my head or whatever, those ones that, that remind me, you know, uh, not good enough, not smart enough, not, not talented enough, not whatever, you know, that they must be right. And that, that those are the voices I'm trying to outrun. We call that shame, right? And, um, and it's until and unless our God loves us in the midst of that shame and, and reminds us right here in the midst of the fact that we are not good enough um, and we allow God to love us in that place, Brothers and sisters, we're going to be running. We're going to be putting masks on. And we're going to try to, to let everybody else think we're doing okay. Why? Because then maybe we can believe we're okay. But if there's one leak in that dam, uh, the whole thing comes crashing down. And, and that's not where we got to be. That's not where we want to be. What we need to be are people who are honest with the situation and honest about who we are. In fact, I think that's the essence of humility, brothers and sisters, is it's not saying, um, you know, oh, oh, you're so good at that, and I'm no good at this over here. And, uh, and I mean, I don't think God is pleased by anything like that at all. I, I don't think we have to, to um, put ourselves down in any way, shape, or form and call that humility. I think humility is nothing more and nothing less than being honest. It's being honest about the gifts we've been given. It's being honest about who we are, where we are, when we are. It's being honest about the imperfections. It's being honest about the moments we've hurt others. None of that makes those voices in our head uh, any more true or not. Those voices in our head are, are, are the ones that we need to introduce to our God and not hide from God and certainly not hide from ourselves. That's precisely where God wants to be. Um, that whole idea of that, that uh, the, the Pharisee, the, the first example in the parable that Jesus gives, you know, if anybody comes to you and tries to sell you that we have to be perfect, we have to work our way to heaven, um, tell them, remind them, that is a heresy within the Catholic faith. It's called Pelagianism. You don't have to remember that word, but that is a heresy within the church. It's grace, my friends. It's God loving us unmerited in the middle of our imperfections and allowing us to, to become alive here and now. I mean, isn't that resurrection in the midst of our death? And when we allow our God to do that to us, don't we in turn then do that to others? That's, that's the deal, brothers and sisters. That's the deal. I, and I love that image. I've used it before. Forgive if I'm, I'm overdoing it. I love that image of uh, Therese of Lisieux, you know, that she called herself the little flower. Um, she, she, 
she called herself the little flower because she thought she was simple, simply like the wildflowers in the fields that were unnoticed by those who passed by. She, she didn't see herself as brilliant like a rose or elegant like a lily. Those were too, those were too big. She was a simple wildflower, and in being a simple wildflower, she may have been unnoticed by the greater population, but she was growing and giving glory to God in being who she was, because God noticed. Brothers and sisters, we don't have to carry the, the weight on our shoulders to be a brilliant rose or an elegant lily. We are simple, and we are our, our little flowers. We're wildflowers growing to the glory of God. I want to end with a reading that I just read this morning, actually, in my uh, prayer time. Richard Rohr, and um, he's talking about this whole idea of imperfections, and I think it's so good. And so here's what he says. There is always one clear imperfection woven into the pattern of traditional Navajo rugs. And interestingly enough, This is precisely where the spirit moves in and out of the rug. Perfection in the Eastern mind or in the native mind is not the elimination of imperfection. Divine perfection is, in fact, the ability to recognize, forgive, and include imperfection, just as God does with all of us. True perfection is not the exclusion of imperfection, but precisely the recognition and inclusion of it. If we believe that, it could change our whole life. I believe that to be true. My friends, two people came before God. One, a Pharisee. One, a great sinner. And and it didn't matter. Well, I won't say it didn't matter. Forgive that. Scratch that. Reverse it, as Willie would say. What mattered to God in that moment was the heart and the honesty brought before God. It was the cry of the poor who said, Lord, I am not worthy even to to untie and loosen your sandals, as John the Baptist would say. Or, Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, as the uh, synagogue official would say. Or, or... Lord, be merciful to me. Be gracious to me. See me. I'm a sinner. Don't we all just want to be seen? Don't we all just want to be known in reality? Not in fake. Not in our our masks. Not behind walls that we construct. Not in our own control, our own manipulation, our own images that we send forward on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or whatever social media we're on. We want to be known in our heart of hearts. And our God says, that's the only thing I want. Our God is equally proud of anyone, rich or poor, man or woman, gay or straight, who will come before him, her, God, with our whole heart. May we be people who do that as best we can and tear down those walls as best we can, this coming day, this coming week. Let's pray. 
We continue through the glorious mysteries, my friends, and so we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The second glorious mystery, Jesus ascends. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, bless you. Thanks for being with me this week. Uh, may the readings open up for you someplace new entirely, uh, where you meet God in a new way this coming week. Infantesimal. That's the word I was looking for. Infantesimal. <laughs> I knew I'd get there. <laughs> Bless you. Have a wonderful week. Be well and God's peace.